Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hello, guys. It's me again, the Higher Self Radio, Higher Self Voice Radio, and it's Janet Richmond. I'm sure you know I am by now. Anyway, it's exciting. I love these days because it really opens up my what I work on and what I do and what I come up with. I mean, it's just great. The Healings on the Earth will be continuing, not this week, but I think I'm going to do another one next week. Um, I've gotten a lot of really positive feedback on it, so <clears throat> not necessarily the results, but just people are encouraging me to continue with the healings on the earth. And having never done it before, I'm a newbie starting to do it on the show, but some fascinating stuff is coming up. It's been really interesting. And so that's what this show is to me. And I hope for you all, it gives you a lot of food for thought, if nothing else. If you follow along and participate in the healings uh, or even ask for one, which would be great. Uh, you will get help in any case. And the more you listen, the more you're, more layers you're taking off, even if it's not particularly one of your, you know, nail-biting issues or your big patterns that you want to get rid of. Because all of the issues are intertwined. Everything has similar foundations. And one of the ones I almost always mention is shame. We all carry shame in some way, shape, or form, or guilt, or anger, or resentment, or <clears throat> discouragement, pain, and suffering, all of that. And if we carry it for one pattern, it's affecting us in other patterns as well. So anything that you get rid of, even if the pattern we're working on, say for some listener has written in for a pattern, that you don't really have that issue in your life, if you participate and go along and release the same issues that I'm talking about for that individual, you're going to be also helping yourself tremendously. It's very helpful. Listening to the show on a regular basis, your life is going to turn around because you're going to start to shed those energetic layers, so that baggage that we all carry from eons of lifetimes. And so I can't encourage, I just have to encourage you guys to to take part. And so you're helping me, I'm helping you, and it's a give and take. It's really balanced here. And I, I really love that part, uh, you know, that we're sharing and learning and, and growing together. Okay. So that's that. Now, I do want to give you my email address because I keep forgetting sometimes. It's Janet at JanetRichmond.com. If you have any kind of question, any kind of request, any kind of healing you want, uh, any feedback, please, I know it takes time to sit down and write something out, but I would so appreciate it, and I always answer. Depends on the timing. I may not answer it that day, but usually by the next day, or if my life is crazy for a couple of days, always by the third day. So I always respond. You're always going to hear back from me. I. It's very important 
for me to do that because I care so much about each and every listener. Uh, anyway, so today we have two healings for one listener. Her name is Karen, and I'm going to get to that in a minute, but it's I think I advertise the show as being the ups and downs of business success and financial security, but I'm also going to add on a love relationship issue. She wrote me about both, and at first I was thinking, gee, maybe I wouldn't be able to to do both on the show, but I've decided I'm going to give it a good good college try, and she may have just called in. Uh, if, if, if it is you, Karen, her name is Karen, if it's you, Karen, and the number I have here is ending in 4450, if that's you, just hit the one so I know that's you. Otherwise, I'll... It'll be some other caller, which is great. We're always happy to have callers. And anyway, but before I get to Karen, I'm going to briefly discuss the healing I did last week. Oh, it is Karen. Hello. Um, Karen, I'll get to you in just a second. Let me just give the feedback from last week's healing, and then we'll, I'll, I'll put you on mic, okay? Okay, so last week I did a healing on Alicia, and I've done a few on her. She's the one who has all had all that heart problem, those heart problems, and it looks like now she's gonna be, uh, she's in line for a heart transplant. She has some surgery, I think, scheduled for tomorrow to get a pacemaker put in to help the heart operate until she gets her new heart. And I did a healing on her last week, and as I so normally happens, I don't really remember. I remember it was a really good healing, but I don't, you know, I just can't hold on to them. I do so many healings every week. And like I've said often, I get into a state that's similar to being in a dream. And, you know, you wake up the next morning and you, re you remember it right, you know, clearly, but within a few hours or a couple of days, you have no, you know, what was that dream about again? So that's kind of the way it is for me when I go into frequency. So I don't remember the healing, but, um, I did get a response from her mom, Denise, because it's Denise, her mom, that, that requests the healing for her daughter, Alicia. And she just, we don't know yet Alicia's situation, but the, her response was that she just thanked me for the incredible healing. She thought, thought, said it was truly amazing. I'm not sure exactly why, but I'm glad she thought it was amazing. Anyway, she said she's so glad that I share my gift with, uh, with all of you on the radio show. And she, you know... She also said that she loves that I'm working on the earth. So this was one piece of feedback. Uh, I have heard from several people now that they think it's it's great. And one person, oh, this is a feedback for Denise. Somebody wrote me, and during that healing for Alicia, if you all remember, was it on Alicia, was it the, no, yeah, it was on Alicia, Remember she, I do remember she was lying on a, like a hospital bed. That was a symbol I had for her. And at one point there was something really kind of big and stuck in there. And I held her, one of her hands with my hand symbolically. And I asked others to hold on to the other hand. And I got a very strong feeling that there were many people that held on to the hand. And I believe this other woman said, wrote back and she said, either just before I said that, she felt to reach out and hold the other hand of Alicia. So that was kind of nice. And that, that the listeners are involved. They are helping. They are reaching out for the others that are being healed. And 
you know, these they don't know each other. These are strangers, and as strangers have shown to many, 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 many times, that when in need, when another person is in need, strangers can step forward willingly to help, and that's just wonderful. So anyway, uh, Denise, I'm sure she's listening to this show, maybe not now, but in archived, and she will hear that there was somebody else who literally reached out. We know, I saw I saw it, you know, in the sort of psychic realm, but here was a, a listener that actually said, yes, yeah, she reached out and did hold on to Alicia's hand. So that's good. So that was the, we don't know any specific feedback on Alicia's heart situation. Her surgery is tomorrow for the pacemaker, and Denise did say she would let me know. She'll keep me posted on it. So I'll probably have some more feedback uh, at some point. But anyway, today is Healing with Karen. I'm going to put her on. Karen, I'm going to unmute you. Hello. Hi, Janet. Hi. I'm glad you got on. Everything is good. Is this on Skype or is this a phone? No, when I, there was no number on Skype. So I didn't know, you know, I hit the Skype button and I opened up my Skype, but then with no number, I didn't know what to do after that. I don't know. I don't know either. I think you just turn into Block Talk Radio, but I I really don't know. Well, there's a when I do other Block Talk shows when I Skype in, there's a number, a specific number. Oh. For you know, a person has to bring me in. I have to Skype to a person. So I don't know. You might want to look into that because I don't know that much about it. I, but. I will definitely look into it because it's important for the rest of the world, really, to be able to get in on Skype. So I'll check that out. Thank you for telling me. Sure. Okay, so I've decided I'm going to do two healings on you. I'm going to work on that financial business up and down thing. And I'm also going to work okay. on um, the the whole love issue mate thing. And so I'll, I'll 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 describe it a little bit based on what you've written me in your emails. Uh, if there's okay. anything else you want to add, um, I'm not sure how to do this exactly. That's okay. I think what I'll I do trust is I'll your intuition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, Okay, so I think what I'll do is I'll just start and I'll do the first one, which is the ups and downs. And then I'll put you back on the mic. And if you have any feedback or questions or anything, you can certainly give it then. And then I'll go on and I'll do the second one. Okay. Put you off mic and then I'll get you back on after that one. Maybe you have some questions or feedback or concerns or anything. Okay? Okay. All right, cool. All right, so I'm going to take you off mic now, and then I'll explain to the listeners. Um, Now, just remember that if I go to heal the elbow and it's the knee that needs healing, it's the knee that will get the healing. So if I'm not quite on in some way, trust me, you're going to get the healing. The I don't know if you all remember, but when I was working on Alicia once a few months ago, uh, her mom had told me that the right lung was collapsed. So I worked on her heart and the right lung. No, she told me the now – now I'm confused. She told me the the left lung had collapsed. Yeah, she told me the left lung had collapsed. And then when I was doing the healing, I kept getting the energy going to the right lung. 
So I just said, well, maybe it's trying to strengthen the right lung because it's doing the work for two, you know. And I, I, I had all these theories, but I kept seeing the energy going to the right lung. And then three weeks later, she wrote me. She said, oops, she made a mistake. It was the left lung. That, it was it was the right lung that had collapsed, not the left. So anyway, here I experienced firsthand that the energy went to where it needed to go. So if I don't have it quite right, which, you know, it's not that complicated. I'm sure it's fine. Just be sure uh, the healing will get to you one way or the other. <laughs> anyway, okay, girl, I'm going to um, turn you your mic off, okay? Great. Okay. So, now, the first healing for Karen today is that she's written me. She says, business seems to pick up and drop off then picks up a little more and then drops off, then gets even better and then drops off. So it's this up and down experience. And she said it's like an eternal tease. And I think a lot of people in business, maybe especially people who work and have their own business, which Karen does, uh, might have definitely experienced this. And But even in some smaller companies, the company itself will go up and down, and that affects our own security. Will we be let go if the company's not doing that well? And when it's doing really well, they can hire new people, and then when it's doing back, you think, oh, my gosh, now we have too many people. Maybe, you know, someone will be let go. And it can be like that in any kind of business. So this is a really good one to work on. And she says... I guess I'm learning patience, and I just wanted to give have a little aside about patience because if we work to empower being patient people, guess what happens, folks? We're actually empowering the situations and conditions to move into our lives that need us to be patient. So my orientation would not be to develop patience in people. It would be instead to neutralize the issues that bring in situations and conditions that that would require patience. We don't want those situations and conditions in the first place. So that's just an aside because often I hear that, and even I used to say it myself, oh, I just have to be more patient. I just have to be more patient. I mean, we're all in stressful situations. We're all in difficult situations that do require patience. And so our our knee-jerk reaction is, I've just got to become a more patient person. The higher selves explained it many, many years ago to us that the more you empower something like patience, it's not just patience, you actually are creating energetics that want to be fulfilled. So it's going to be bringing in situations and conditions that require that patience. And so I'm just sharing that little aside with you because Karen just happened to uh, write what so many of us do. You know, I just need to be more patient. We want to get instead, we want to get those patterns neutralized at the source, the source that brings us to think we need patience. We want to, we want to heal this pattern of our up and down business success. That's what we want to heal uh, instead of empowering the idea of patience. So that's just a little aside. Anyway, but I remember that, and it comes. it's really something to keep in mind, not just for patients. It's, it's, 
it's a good thing to think about when we're empowering the positive. What exactly are we empowering? Let's take a look at the positives that we're empowering because maybe some of them could have a kind of a backlash where they bring in like the patient's thing could actually help create, uh, help add fuel to the manifestations of things in our lives that we really we really don't want. Believe it or not, and I don't talk about it a lot on the show, there are very positive, what you would might think as positive uh, energetics that, that play out in, in patterns that we're really unhappy with in our life. And I'll give you just one example. Many lifetimes ago, I got a lifetime where someone fell in love with me. It was like three, 400 years ago. And I was in, I think in Ireland somewhere, and I fell in love with a guy, but I was, you know, like an indentured servant, and I wasn't allowed to leave, and, and any money I made uh, went to my father. And so he wanted to go to America, but he only had enough money for his passage. So he left with a promise that if he could, he would send me the money so that I could come meet him. And so I remained loyal to him. And I just... You know, I never heard from him year after year after year. Decades went by. He never, never called, came for me. And, but I remained loyal. And that loyalty, in fact, lasted through a lot of lifetimes where I was loyal to this individual. And so I discovered that it was misplaced loyalty and based on a misunderstanding. Of course, nobody knew back then that what energetics were and what kind of things. So here, being loyal is often touted as um, just such a wonderful, positive kind of uh, characteristic of an individual. So if some of us want to be, be loyal type people and, and really remain bonded and loyal to people, we see that as, as very high level uh, kind of positive thing. But in this case, this, this positive uh, viewpoint that I had, well, I'm a loyal person, I'm going to remain loyal, actually hurt me. I didn't know that it was going to hurt me, but it kept out other relationships because I was loyal to this one person. And so even though in different lifetimes following that, I wouldn't have known of it, you see, what was unbeknownst to me, but I didn't bring in anybody else. And so that's really an example, another example where some very positive, what we would associate as a very positive thing to empower and to work toward can have a sometimes a double-edged sword. And the, the creative life force energy that we carry that is what is taking all the fuel of the energetics we supply it and creates our outer reality 24-7, it doesn't care what kind of fuel it's given it just takes what's there. It doesn't care if we're good people. doesn't care if we're trying to change. It doesn't care if any of that. It is like this obsessive compulsive, very powerful divine energy called creative life force. And so all that loyalty that I had would, would be sucked into these manifestations of not manifesting a mate. So that's one of the reasons I'm so grateful to to understand this information, to understand how our energetics work and be able to pass it on to you guys. So, you know, be discerning about what you are empowering. Be discerning because things can, both positive and negative energies 
work together. And the end goal, which I may not have ever said on the show, the end goal is to neutralize everything, not just the negatives. The end goal is to neutralize everything because once we stand in neutrality, whatever we wish for, whatever we want to create is done right, is done, and it's done in purity and clarity. So the end goal, again, is to neutralize everything. But we all have so many more negatives than positives. I rarely ever say that. I rarely ever explain it. But I do also work on my own particular uh, positives because I've learned firsthand about this whole loyalty thing. But most of the time, I don't, I'm not specific. Most of the time when I'm working on a pattern, you'll notice when I'm working on Karen and, and on anybody else, I work on the pattern and all that's underneath it. And sometimes a positive thing will come up, like I was working on someone the other, the other night, and she, she was one that really gave so much of herself that she, she basically, you know, self-sacrificed all of who she was and what she wanted. But there was a positive side to this self-sacrifice. People really respected her. People, she got a lot of respect and caring and validation, and it brought a whole bunch of people thinking she was so grand. But inside, she you know, she wanted to change the pattern because it always meant she didn't get what she wanted. And the thing that was so interesting is it was hard for her to give up that pattern because it felt good on some level. It felt good to get all that respect, all that caring, all that positive feedback. And she became a leader and, you know, a mentor. And she was showing other people how to do it. But inside, she's unhappy. Inside, she's unhappy because what about her? She had no life. She gave her life to everybody else around her and was not able to have her own family, her own mate, her own anything. She was just always giving out to everyone else. It was very imbalanced. So that, so that's what we also worked on. And, it, and when you work on neutralizing something positive like that, you work on neutralizing, um, you know, the pattern that's holding on to the self-respect, and you're working on neutralizing the self-sacrifice, it doesn't mean that she's no longer going to, that she would no longer try to help others. But instead of helping others to the, at the expense of herself, she'd help others in a more balanced manner. You know, when it was um, good timing for her or worked in con concert with whatever she was doing. And so it's not an either or thing. And that's really important to understand. We often say, oh, well, if, if we don't work, if we neutralize something good about us, does that mean we're going to turn into a bad person? And the answer is, mm -mm. what we're doing is we're neutralizing the automatic pilot that we automatically just give of ourselves and we don't give ourselves a chance. We do it at the expense of ourselves. I'm just giving you an example. So it's, 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 actually allowing us to have more choice as to how we, we we run our lives, how we move through life. It gives us choice instead of having that automatic reaction. Somebody needs help, oh, okay, well, I better go help them, even though I'm hurting over here. I can't really deal, but I'm going to go help them anyway. So th that's the, the goal, to, to really have real choice and not so many triggers where we do things automatically just out of eons of lifetimes of habit. 
And so that's it. So anyway, so I went off on a little tangent, but I wanted to explain the patience thing, which led me to explain the loyalty thing. And now we're going to get to Karen. Okay, so business up and down. But as a result, finance finances up and down. And so I want to go in and just work on it. And I have no idea where we're And I've done a lot of shows on financial matters, on material balance. But again, this is an issue. Material balance is an issue that every single human soul on the planet has an issue with, or we wouldn't have chosen this planet. The planet carries that divine material balance, and all souls that come here because they have an issue. Now, it's not always played out through finances. As I said many times before, it can play out in not bringing out the gifts and talents or in a balanced manner or not having a balance between the spiritual and the, and the material or not having a balance in relationships. It's all about balance and at, at the highest ideal. Um, so... It's an excellent one. So even though it's a kind of a repeat and the, the love relationship one I've done before too on the show, I'm pretty sure, or I may be confused with my meetup groups. But in any case, let's just get started. Even though we've done it before, it never hurts anyone to do this dozens and dozens and dozens of times. Listen to the same show over and over again or listen to the different shows I have on material balance. It never hurts because you're just getting tons of layers off deeper and deeper, and again, those layers that would be getting in your way with material balance would also be affecting, as I said, relationships, your destiny path, your your gifts and talents, everything in your life, it touches. So it's a good thing, okay? All right, so I thank Karen for her suggestion or her request. Okay, so everybody knows the drill. I want everyone to, to be um, comfortable Take a few deep breaths, quiet your mind as best you can, and immediately I'm seeing the rim of the wheel being set up, and there are people, I see people coming to the rim, okay, it's just interesting, so there are people coming to the rim, they're all arriving, the rim is very, very large, I mean, it's just very large, anybody who's listening now or in the archive show can also call in others that may have this issue, and so we're all standing on the rim of the, the symbolic wheel. And I'm going to ask that we all, just as a little easy technique, focus on my voice because we want to move the mind's eye into the here and the now. We want to activate that now moment energy field, which is being brought into play. It's surrounding the totality of the symbolic wheel and all those that are on it. And now I want everyone to just continue to focus Listen to my voice, which is a good way, um, and, and expand that that now moment bigger and bigger so it becomes so large. It's encompassing the totality of all of the past, present, and future nows for every single soul, which in essence means it's encompassing the totality of the soul process for each individual present in the healing. Again, past, present, and future all the souls. So the this energetic space, the forever now moment that I call it, is just absolutely humongous in my eyes. It spans what I would call the 
time, space, dimension. It spans the universe uh, in space because we've had lives on many different planets. So it, it includes all of the places within the space that we have actually lived. It also includes all the time, and we're talking eons of time, and it's probably billions and trillions to, you know, a million degrees. I mean, the it's absolutely a huge amount of time. So I call, you know, sometimes use that time-space continuum analogy, and it's just spanning the universe. There's a lot of variety, a lot of people here, and... At this point now, I'm going to ask that we all focus now on the true soul essence. It's that beautiful divine light that each and every soul carries. It You can think of it as a sun. I, I like to see it as like a sunrise coming up. It's dark and then the sky slowly lightens up. And then when the sun tips over the horizon as we're looking at it, the light just begins to fill the, the sky 360 degrees and that's what it's like when we start focusing on that pure soul essence I feel the light just moving into getting brighter and brighter moving into the forever now moment and it's this brilliant 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 white light it's just beautiful it's powerful it is the our purest and most perfect and most potent point of power and it is this light this divine light that does the work for us now, we by focusing on it and amalgamating and become becoming one with it with, throughout the totality of our soul process, we are in essence giving it permission to help us in the free will kingdom. We have to give it permission. It uh, can't trespass. We're in the free will kingdom, and the divine will cannot trespass. So we give it permission by using the focus of attention, which becomes the turn on switch. So that's what we're doing. We're turning on the permission, so to speak, and it is filling this beautiful time-space continuum. Now, we I want everyone to also focus on the fifth-dimensional part of their soul essence. Every soul that's present here uh, either has their own fifth-dimensional soul elements or they have fifth-dimensionals that are in charge of them. Everybody has access to this fifth dimensional energy. It's also in the divine will kingdom. It's the comes from the the fifth dimension is the next dimension above human, and all humanity over all time. That's where we all go into the fifth dimension. So there's, um, <clears throat> but it's very different. It's very expanded uh, frequency level. We can't see it, but it's around us at all time, and each and every one of us is connected to that energy field uh, because in, in some way we're all connected. So I want everyone to focus on that fifth dimensional aspects aspect that they have. I don't talk about this much on the radio show, but it's time that I begin to uh, introduce it bit by bit. And each and every one of you have uh, fifth dimensional aspects that that are either seated within or helping you from without. And I would say probably 99% have it seated within of those who would be listening to this show. So the energy is very powerful and it includes the totality of the higher selves that are fifth dimensional aspects. <clears throat> so 
by focusing on that fifth dimensional aspect, we are also bringing in the conglomerate amalgamation with all of the higher selves from all of those people uh, present on the wheel. Now, the last step is simply to move the whole forever now moment, have it become, you know, invite in the originating source, which engulfs it like it's the Pacific Ocean engulfing one or two drops of water because it's, even though this energetic space seems so gigantic to me um, in relationship to the energy of all there is, it's it's but a drop in the bucket. So we are being engulfed by that energy field. And again, it's our guarantee that we are going to be working from the very highest level. We have access to endless resource, endless um endless energy, endless information from the originating source, and we will be bringing it in at the very highest level that we can handle in this moment. And tomorrow or the next day, it'll be higher, et cetera, et cetera. So you always want to be working at the top uh, to get the most help, the, the biggest perspective, the biggest viewpoint, the most healing, the you know, the energies that... Because it's in the highest ideal. It's always in the highest ideal. Okay, there's no hurt, no harm, no man- manipulation, no mistakes when we're fully embraced and engulfed with this energy field that I bring us into in the beginning of each show. All right, so now we're all standing around the wheel and the we're activating the rainbow bridge so that we're all being connected via the chakras to the chakras of originating source and we're all also activating, <coughs> excuse me, the, the bridge portion of the Rainbow Bridge energy. And when we're all, as we stand on the wheel, we are extending our Rainbow Bridge down and creating a spoke in the wheel down to the center where the hub of Rainbow Bridge energy is now being created. And Karen just kind of gave a hop skip and she jumped, symbolically jumped on the hub And so she's coming in very willingly. And I think like all of us, when we have these patterns that keep repeating, it's like enough already. We do want to get help. We do want change and shifting and all of that. And so I'm seeing Karen Karen to be very ready and willing to tackle this pattern. Now, it doesn't mean that she's not carrying some resistance underneath. doesn't mean that she's not carrying some belief systems that stand in her way, uh, that's what we all have. So no matter how much we really want to get rid of a pattern, it can be difficult. Just like that pattern I mentioned that I and the person I worked with on the, the other night, she had a pattern she didn't want. She just kept being sucked up by everybody else's needs in her actual life, and and we got to the bottom of it, but it was hard for her to give up because you get all that positive reinforcement from people around you. And so she didn't want to, you know, she kept thinking, oh, I'm going to be selfish if I just say no to somebody. And so she was having all that either-or feelings, and, and that was holding her back. She hadn't realized it. It was not conscious until we went in and worked on it, and then she went, oh, my gosh, I see it now. Now, sometimes you can't really see it. It's not relevant in your life. But in any case, Karen uh, could be carrying some of those kind of things. So that's what we want to go in. We want to go in and start to dig. Now, 
her, she jumped right over, but the image has now changed. And what I'm seeing now is she's standing in front of me with her head bowed. Um, and I'm not too sure what that means, but it was a very distinctive change. She came jumping in, and then she moved into a place where she was sort of bowing. She's standing up and bowing her head. Now, that's just an interesting symbol. I want to see what that means because it's it's supposed to be significant. Okay, higher self, come on. Make it clear what exactly that means. Okay. Um Now, what I'm getting is, and I don't think it would be conscious for Karen at all, but there's a part of what I'm getting is that there's a part of you that is feeling either humility or uh, less than or, you know, honored in some way because, you know, that you're getting a healing done. But it's not really directly related to me. It's di- it's directly to related to what I would say over many lifetimes, you have been, you've placed some external authority, whether it be gods or a person or a mentor or any kind of thing like that, you've placed it above you. Now, you don't get down on your knees and and kneel, but for some reason, that head bowing is, is your way of showing uh the authority, whoever the authority was, um, you know, showing that they're better than you or they're higher than you, their status is higher. So a lot of it has to do with status, which really feels old to me, a lot of old lifetimes. So because status was so important in many lifetimes, that was the big thing. So it's not that it isn't important here, but I see it in a lot of with status comes power. So they tended to be interlocked in, in a lot of the older, lower frequency societies. And so it's it's kind of acknowledging somebody else's status is higher. However, so I want you, Karen, to just begin to release any belief systems, any habits, any uh, misunderstandings and misconceptions that somehow you're not fully equal to whatever it is or the person is or whatever. And so I want you to begin to release that because that is built on many lifetimes in in places where we grew up in these kind of environments, these kind of societies. And so that's what we're taught. So we take it in from the time we're the littlest kid all the way up and then we live through the society and, and it's about bowing to others. It's about showing honor by lowering the head or even the body to acknowledge that the other person is your superior. So what I like, though, is it's just your head because it tells me that also you carry inside the understanding that you are equal. But it's this old, old kind of thing that kind of gets in the way. So I want you to begin by just letting go of that. How it has to do with the job thing, I'm not sure. But um, but that'll come. We'll, we'll see. So, okay. So I want you just to begin by letting go this idea that you're less than, that you are somebody else is more superior than you. 
the hierarchical kind of viewpoint. And I'm seeing a lot of it beginning to flow out. And it's coming out of the head. It's coming out of, I see it even out of the chest and the, even the face. It's as if it's a concept that is more intellectual. Uh, it's, it, it's there. It's a belief system. But for some reason, I, it doesn't seem to carry pain or suffering, at least not yet. Right now, I'm feeling it more the idea of it being let go because we're all equal, folks. Every single one of us is equal. We all have different gifts and talents. We all have different opportunities. But we, at the soul level, we are 100% equal. We're each pure and as pure and perfect as any other soul. There is no hierarchy at all, ever, at the soul level. We're all, I mean, at the pure soul level, we're all, we all carry that pure soul essence. And so it's, it's the energetics that we carry that color our viewpoint. So I want you, Karen, to let go. And this is beginning now. It's beginning to tap into some real feelings of inferiority, some really feeling, some feelings of, you know, doubting yourself and distrusting yourself. You know, are you as good as you thought you were? And, and, and that whole, and I want all of that self doubt to be let go, all that lack of self trust, because that acts as a beacon. Um, It'll bring in people that, that just aren't too sure if they want to use you because they feel, even though they don't know it consciously, they feel that they would feel the self-distress. They would feel the, the lack of self-confidence, even though I know you are really confident about your work. We're just talking about energetics that are there from times when you weren't. So, but that remember we carry everything. So we want, we don't want that, that neon sign that kind of like a moth to a flame that would draw in people that couldn't see or sense right off the bat all that we can do for them. It's, it's so much is spoken at the energetic level between people that we're not aware of. You know, we, we know it. We go, oh, God, I just really like that person. I met him for 30 seconds, but boy, I just knew I liked him. Or, you know, I never even met that person, but I don't like him already, I can tell. It's because of the energetics that we share, that we pick up at the unconscious level, each other. And so we want to release these energetics that are going to affect potential clients. <coughs> um, we want to release all those energetics. And so I want, and, and there's also here pain of rejection because you have been rejected and that then keys into um, and attaches to that self-doubt and, you know, all of that. So we don't, and then it intensifies that, which only makes it a, a stronger beacon. Now you have the positive there. So that seems to me why it's going up and down, because there's times where sort of the energetics creating the, you know, bringing in the client are a little more powerful that day, that week, that month. And then others, something gets triggered off and some of those others come to the front of the self-doubt. So let's just get rid of all of that, the self-doubt. We, we want all of that to go, to be released. We want it to just flow out into, and the pain of rejection, the pain, the fear of failure. Um, I actually am seeing here that there are situations and conditions that you that might be out of the box that you normally work in. I can't say what they are, but you have the potential to have these out of the box kind of jobs. And 
what I like about them is because they're a bit out of the box, you get paid more. You get and it's more consistent work because it's it's difficult. But I and I don't I can't say exactly what it is, but I feel like there's something that you're not doing on a regular basis in your job that is out there for you. And so we also want to release the fear of the unknown, uh, the fear of, um, you know, to, to step forward and to work on something that you've never done before or maybe you've only nibbled around the edges. I want you to let go of that fear of the unknown or fear of tackling something that you've not done before because it feels very much to me like there isn't anything you can't handle. There just isn't anything. You are extremely competent and extremely good at your business. And we don't want a door to close because it's, it's, it's one of those situations where you say, well, gee, I really don't do that. You know, um, and that would be a legitimate answer in many cases. But in this case, I feel you can definitely cross that boundary and try these other things that utilize your gifts and talents maybe in a slightly more exaggerated way or maybe in a slightly different way, but all the gifts and talents that you have will allow you to move into an arena that you maybe haven't tackled before, and I see you becoming very successful at it. Now, I'm not really a psychic, so just be be cautious. I, I don't see the future kind of psychic often, but this is coming up very strongly, so I, I do need to speak it out. And I, you know, even though it makes me nervous, okay, because this isn't my normal bailiwick either, okay? So... <laughs> It's okay to be nervous. We want to also release any anxieties or worries or feelings like you, you know, you're not good enough or you might fail, you know, fears of failure. Um, maybe you've already started in this arena, and if you have, whatever the arena really is, I want to encourage you. Now, let me just see. Okay, there's an element here where <clears throat> you've had a lot of lives of sort of subsistence type of living, where you've kind of lived at the edge and, you know, not quite having enough resources, always being, you know, on the verge of not making it to the next week or the next month or whatever, in whatever situation condition. And so that there's it's been established kind of a pattern from those lives, and you were one that always was good at making lemonade out of lemons. So you were able to find, for the most, in many cases, the the way to get something positive out of life, even though it was so difficult. You were able to find moments. You were able to find uh, uh, individual people here or there. You were able to find meaning in certain things. And I do feel... Well, and, and certainly in one life, I'm sensing it, um, there was music was a part of it, that there was a musical, uh, I don't know if you were actually creating music or whether music just meant a lot to you, but there was an essence that music was important. Um, now, it doesn't mean that music has to be important in this life. I don't know. It just popped into my head. I saw this brief life where you, the moments where music was a part of your life were the no matter how difficult it was, it brought meaning and it brought joy. So the but the subsistence um, the subsistence existences in these many lives and your ability to make lemonade out of lemons 
meant that you are you carry kind of a pattern of making do okay and so i want you to release that pattern and i see just pouring out of the past nows okay just pouring out of the past nows because you know making do was great in those lives you had no other choices you didn't have the concepts that we have today you didn't have the self-help we have today you didn't have a lot of what we have today so making lemonade out of lemons was a very positive very um good uh approach to life and but the but the but the other side of it is the getting used to making do making do and so i just want you to release that because this is the life you have the help you need where you can actually shift the pattern you do not need to be sort of on the edge barely making it am i going to have the money to pay off my loan or whatever a pay my my rent or whatever for this month uh you're not going to um you don't you don't need to be there because this there's so much help here to help actually dissolve that whole pattern that subsistence pattern that not um not being able to move fully out into the beautiful life that you wish and i know it's about the financial security and you know the ability to to travel and to meet others and to do all the things you love to do so i want you to release all the lack the lack of um time the lack of finances the lack of being able to live your dream the the um letting i want you to let go of all the lacks in your life because right now you're materializing the i have not so we want to release the i have not and we want to instead empower the i have we want to bring in that divine material balance which enables us to materialize from the abstract into the concrete and right now you're materializing the i have not we want to release that we want instead to materialize the i have so let's release all the lack just let it go all the lack lack of whether i say it or not i i know you're listening so go ahead and release any of the lacks that in your life the lack of a mate which is what we're going to be working on next but you might as well start here the lack of joy the lack of you know a plan the lack of uh understanding the you know confusion uh the and and fear too fear of the future fear of the unknown fear you know we get settled too in these patterns where they're known we've had them for so long they're almost like a security point and it's scary we know how to we know the workarounds we know the defense mechanisms we know the coping styles to deal with the patterns that aren't making us happy so it's scary to let those patterns go sometimes because we're like okay now what who am who who am i so i want you to release the self identities that are holding on to this these security points the part of you whatever it is that feels comfortable in those in that arena it's hard to understand because we're just viewing it from this one life but if you've been in this sort of subsistence barely making it kind of situation in many 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 dozens or hundreds or even thousands of lives the the soul is comfortable there 
even though we can't understand. It's even though it's not a nice or a good pattern. It's only probably recently, maybe as recently as this life, where you've come to understand that you didn't need to choose that. So the soul was busy making peace with it, making that lemonade. And so there is a lot of comfort, especially when you're a good lemonade maker and you were able to find, as I said, moments or things that made the life have some meaning, brought you joy from time to time. So we want to release all of that old pattern. And I'm seeing it just pouring out of the stomach. And it's coming, feels to me there's a lot of powerlessness here because if you've made peace and just accepted this kind of thing, it also brings in the idea, the corollary is, well, I'm really powerless to change it. And most of those lives, you were powerless to change it. You are not. I mean, you wouldn't have been if you had more ideas or more uh, options that you learned about. But in this life, there are options. There are all these paradigms and all these um so much self-help out there to help you shift the life pattern, including neutralizing these old patterns so you're not bringing it in. So I want you to release all that comfort that you had with those kind of lives. Let that comfort go. Let the fear of change go. Let all the the um, anxiety, anxiety and panic and the self-identities that feel comfortable with that kind of thing. And I want you to just let it all go as best you can and all the powerlessness that goes along with it. And I want to call in divine power. And power, again, is not the divine power is not the kind of power that we so used to thinking about here. It's not, you know, about control or manipulation or status or uh, whatever. It's about connecting to the pure soul essence power. So we want you to be able to connect to the true power you have. That is your purest, most perfect, most potent point of power. So we're calling into divine power to help empower you, to um, enable you to move out of this pattern, to release the pattern, and instead to bring in the moving and becoming from that place of purity, that place of, of strength, that you carry inside. And I see uh, the image of you that was standing with your head down. The, 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 you not only um, have lifted the head, but there's now a sense of inner knowing. Uh, I want to bring in self-forgiveness, self-understanding, self-love, all of that kind of divine energy that feeds this parts that you already have. It's not like you didn't have any confidence or anything like that. You have it. But it was operating almost with one hand tied behind its back because you had all this other part going on too, which is the norm for all of us. So so right now it feels as if that symbolic hand behind the back is be, is has been untied and now you you literally have more to work with because you're not working under the weight of all that energy that you just let go of. You just let go of a lot of the baggage. And it's still happening. It's still coming out. Um, it's still still coming out. It's going to be a bit of a process, I think, and I encourage you to listen to this again and go through the same healing and not only let go of the the same patterns 
again that I'm talking about, but pause it because new things will come up in your own mind and start letting go of the things that I didn't say that I'm not saying. Um, and then when you're done with that, you can put it back on and just keep using that pause button and continue to do this very, very deep healing for yourself and get even more, more of these underlying layers out. But you're really standing there almost like a warrior, you know, I mean, not, not ready to go into battle, but just that strength of someone who knows they, it knows their strength and feels good about life. And if you're almost, I can see as if you're looking into the future now and you have confidence, you're seeing, you're feeling um, anticipation and hope, which is great. So it feels really good. Um, the higher selves are not putting you into any kind of cocoon as yet. The energy is still processing. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on mic uh, for just a, a few minutes, you know, and then we'll move right into the second part of the healing, which will be um, on relationship issues. Whew. So I'm going to put you back on my kiddo. How are you doing? Wow. <laughs> well, you 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 nail things, and I mean, uh, you talked about so many things that has been uh, the best way I can describe it is inklings of things I felt that I had no validation or words for that you just, you know, made more real. Okay, cool. Yeah, it does. Cool. And uh, my solar plexus area and uh, my throat area were just, you know, just feeling like pulled. Um, Wonderful. So think things were just being I mean you you just nailed it. The whole the the other day I had this um oh I was watching a TV or something and you know uh it, it, just this one scene where a man walked into a room and just from his showing his back and I had a whole visceral sense of what it's like to to be a man. In, in in the sense of having more power than a woman in this life. And it's something I never thought of. I mean, I thought of it intellectually and, you know, women's liberation and blah, 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 blah. But I never felt that sense of uh, being a woman and not having as much power as a man. I just never felt that before. And so then... I was even telling a friend of mine about it and how kind of shocking it was to me. And and then when you started talking about, you know, this whole, I mean, it just all ties together that I have that deep sense of not being, uh, not not having as much power for yeah, various and- reasons. 
Yeah, and you know, that whole thing, the male thing, I'm glad you brought it up. I think it's really important for you to, to work on neutralizing. Um, that is part of the thing where you're bowing the head. I didn't say uh-huh. specifically male, but often as females, the men were in charge. So it is often a male issue. And I think it's wonderful that you've, you've connected with that feeling because so so much in this life, you know, we are fairly equal to men. And we might not have it right in the conscious mind, but it, it triggers something in you because you've had it in other lives. So mm-hmm. that's a good thing to work on if you listen to the tape again, you know. Yep. yep. Put it on pause and it, I, am I getting, I'm getting, am I getting what, what you were meaning? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I'm curious about the, and this is another inkling thing of the, uh, the out of the box other thing that maybe I've been doing and maybe I haven't. Um, because I've felt that too, but I'm not sure what exactly that is. But it's interesting well, that did, you brought it I up that way. Get, I did get a little sense of that, and um, I didn't say it on the show because I don't know how private you want this to be. I mean, it's nothing weird or anything, but I just, I did get a sense of that, but I have not shared with the listeners what it is you do for a living, so I didn't want to cross that line. Oh, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Okay. Um, you know, everybody has different levels of privacy issues, and so I was trying sure. to be... Um, well, what I what popped into my mind when I did it... By the way, listeners, you're an organizer, correct? Yeah. Yeah. She's an organizer. So she goes in and helps people organize their homes in different ways. Um, I saw you move into the hoarder scenario Hmm. working with working with hoarders oh yeah i had a couple of those experiences but i've kind of stayed away from them because to me that's a medical issue for most yes you you would not the reason why you wouldn't be alone it would be part of a team which would Ah. include yeah i saw you as part of a team huh but it's it, because it's big work, it's very consistent work, and being a part of the team, there, you know, there's plenty of people who ha- have the unfortunate wounding inside that create this hoarder existence. You know, that is fairly um, consistent work, I would imagine. It also can involve travel. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, you know, maybe you go and you, you know, you help, you do your job, but then you stay an extra few days and you get to enjoy whatever part of the world you're. Tr- or the country you're traveling to. So that's uh-huh. what came up to me, for me. And I didn't, you know, I myself would have been put off for it, but that's what I saw, that there's something that you wouldn't normally do, but I felt like you were you were moving into feeling like, hey, you know, I can handle this. As long as you uh-huh. were part of the team and you didn't have all the responsibility on your shoulders. Responsibility that it shouldn't be on your shoulders, because as you said, it's a medical mental issue. So uh-huh. psychological issue in many cases. So um, so anyway, I'll ju- I just threw that out. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. I just got a call the other day from you know someone from MTV looking for 
organizers. They're putting together, you know, a show. And I didn't uh, that's really respond. That's, that's another one. That's another yeah, one. I didn't respond because I figured I'm, I'm too old for the demographic, you know. But, but see here, you want to release all those beliefs. That was a door that came to you. And the more you release, the less you're going to make, the, you're going to be more discerning and less just automatic, oh, well, I'm in the wrong de- demographic. Karen, I know you. I know how incredible you are. And they, that might also be more enjoyable than working with a hoarder. I mean, it would be hard working with a hoarder in some levels, but it could be hard in any job because there's pressures and all sorts of things. But I did see you, whatever the box is, I saw, oh, you know, you stepping outside of the box. Hmm. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh. It doesn't mean it has to be the hoarder thing. It can be anything, but that just was something that popped into my mind. And, uh, you know, working for the studios, wow, what a great place. Meet, meeting a lot of people and really having more, the the work would be well paid, and you you could you know get some sort of regular work from it where you won't have this up and down kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's interesting. Yeah, and there's probably other things. So, you know, we haven't covered the whole gamut. <laughs> I know. Well, you're I unlimited, mean- lady. It's a good lesson for me to not squelch something just because I have some opinion that, you know, oh no, I can't do that for whatever reason, you know. You, you and me, and all and everybody in town, we all have these knee-jerk reactions, and those knee-jerk reactions are based on the beliefs we carry. Uh-huh. They're old, and we don't we don't even realize, boy, you know, what belief would do that? But we're so used to doing that that you know we don't look outside the box sometimes. Yeah, you're right. So it's so normal, Karen. It's part of the human condition. So don't get on yourself for it. But now, you know, work on releasing whatever those beliefs are that put the limits. Because every belief limits us. We only get up to wherever that belief takes us. It becomes a cap to our expansion. So in order to expand out in life, we have to get rid of as many beliefs as we can. Good, bad, and indifferent. Again, the good, even the good beliefs can be, can limit us. Limiting. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, you know, I do best when I give to others. If that's your belief, that's the limit, that's, you put your limit on. So in, in, your, in a way, it's, it's a belief. doesn't mean you don't do great when you give to others or you have to stop giving to others when you get rid of that belief. But but we want we're unlimited, so we want as uh-huh. few few um, belief systems as, as possible. So it's it just you know you know what I'm saying. I do. Yeah, I do. Okay. So we have we have time. I'm gonna do the next one. <laughs> so I'm gonna put you off mic right now, and then uh, we'll put okay. you back on. Okay. Thanks, Janet. All right. You're welcome. Okay. Okay, she's off mic. So this thing in in one of Karen's emails to me really spoke to me because I I not not only uh 
known quite a few people. I've also myself had issues different in different ways, but similar that touched off a feeling in me that this is a really good pattern that we need to work on. So I've, again, worked on many shows doing love relationships or relationships of some kind. But this one was a really interesting one. She said, she wrote me, she said, the person I had the strongest soul connection to for over 40 years, parentheses, and no communication for almost the same amount of time, died in December. I felt his connection change drastically. Now it's very different and I can't tune into him as easily. Uh, but as silly as it may sound, I miss him on the planet. Some friends think he just used me and had no love to me, love for me. And she said, when I'm feeling cynical, I could see it that way too. But even after all these years, it's a source of contention. I've thought, written, and talked about ad infinitum, but I still don't know. The only evidence I have are his letters and a necklace. Now, this reminds me of that life I mentioned where the man went to America. And my whole focus was staying loyal to him and waiting for him to come get me. So in that way, it's very similar. There's something about the connection to past relationships. I've had a client that, I've had multiple clients with, you know, all slightly different. Um, you know, one client was married for, I don't know, 17 years, and then the relationship broke up, the marriage broke up. And for the next five, all I could do is I've lost the only relationship I could possibly have in my life. And he was just in a constant state of despair. And we worked through it, and he's been, you know, dating and socializing and everything. I mean, it, it, was, it turned out to be a great outcome, but he was just absolutely locked into this relationship. I had another client. Uh, she wasn't actually a client, but she came to a lot of my meetup groups. Uh, a couple, three, four years ago, and she was really remembered a relationship she'd had in college. She's now in her 50s, and she just thought it was so spiritual, so connected, so everything. It only lasted a few months. It broke up because of a misunderstanding. She's never stopped. She had, at that time, never stopped uh, wanting this relationship and feeling that she was doomed to never have a relationship that could reach that level. And she came a couple, three years, and I was not doing healings in my meetup groups at the time. And I was teaching the techniques and encouraging people to do it on their own. And I don't know if she's come out of it yet, but it's the last time I saw her, she still had that orientation. And, you know, it just breaks my heart. She was a vibrant woman and absolutely can find somebody else so it just absolutely broke my heart that she was stuck back there and Karen is not it doesn't seem exactly stuck like that but she still has the focus of attention on what was this relationship really all about what did it mean was he did he love me did he not and so there is this whether it's with a relationship or anything else when we're Thinking and staying in the past, we can't change the past, but we can change our response and our viewpoint about the past. So for Karen, I'm not going to be able to, you know, wish that I could undo the whole past. He's now died, and uh, I totally understand, too, the, the feeling of it's not the same when they're 
not on the planet. I mean, that's that's what happened to me when my mom died. It wasn't like I saw her that often. She lived back east, but I was sad when she was no longer there. I couldn't pick up the phone. I couldn't see her. Um, it's it's hard. So I think many of us, if not all of us, know that feeling that even when somebody's when somebody's laid aside the body, it is different. The energy does shift and change. And so that's also part of it. My heart goes out to Karen for that. But I, I don't know what's going to come up about this relationship. I don't, this is a specific relationship I want to work on. But the, in, the issues could be similar or touch on issues for many people. You know, the whole idea of first love, you know, the, so many of us, we've idealized or we still carry a torch in our heart for that first love. So this is a very common pattern, in fact. This is a very common uh, arena or element that we see in relationships no matter what they are. And so that's why I thought this particular bent, and again, I thank you, Karen, for bringing this to me because it is something that I think we've all experienced in one fashion or another, or if we haven't done experienced it that strongly or it's just never been a big part of our lives, we know many people who have. And so I want to address this because of that. And I don't want to forget, I have one more thing, uh, Karen. So when when I talk to you, there's something I want to say after the healing and while we're talking, I want to tell you. So I'm just bringing that out. Okay. So now I want to go in and see where we're going to, what we're going to come up with um, for this. Um, you know, and this reminds me of the unrequited love kind of thing also, and many of us have had that. It also reminds me of the times where we say, if only or what if, woulda, shoulda, coulda, all of that kind of thing, the regret. So there's a lot of issues here that we we all would or could have. Um, so, again, uh, let's get started. Now, I think most of you are already in place, feeling comfortable. The Okay, the higher selves have, autom- have just reactivated the forever now moment, which is good. We're all still standing on the, the wheel, the, the hub of the wheel, the circumference, not the hub, but the uh, rim of the wheel. And... I see new people coming in. Uh, the wheel is actually expanded. And, okay, that's very important. We're reconnecting the, we're reactivating the amalgamation with the pure soul essence and with the totality of the higher self and with the originating source. I just want us to focus on those three elements just for a few moments, each one to absolutely bring, again, the healing into that divine level, giving the permission for the divine energies to work. Okay, now we're again reactivated and reconnected to the Rainbow Bridge energy. And Karen, you're still on the hub symbolically. Um, And I see another... A, a symbol, another symbol coming to the hub. I don't think it's an actual person, but it is symbolic male. Uh, so the two of you are standing on the hub together. You are there sort of in person. This is more of a symbol. I don't feel it's any particular 
guy. I don't think it's this guy. Sometimes I do get the, you know, somebody comes in, but it's not the guy. It's a symbolic guy, okay? Which we're going to work on the elements of the the whole relationship issues between you and men. Okay. Higher self. Okay. All right. What I'm getting uh, off the bat is the, in a funny way, you don't see a mate or a man in your life as a, you know, like a wood relationship. There's a, there's a two-dimensional quality about the man. Now, it doesn't mean that you feel that way in this life, but I think from many, many lives, the whole uh, concept of male um, and men was very imbalanced and distorted because we would be in these as you were talking about in you know after the last healing you know the situations where men seemed to be in charge or men this or men were you know controlled us or men mistreated us or whatever and somehow men have the power and so whether it's that or whether it's anything else in these lives men played more of a role than were real people there wasn't a lot of deep connection deep uh uh, communication. Um, the the male was more, as like I said, two dimensional. They were fathers. They were good for to be fathers. They were good, I'm sure, sexually and all of that. Uh, but the there is a two dimensional quality about men, and I bet many of us women guys, <laughs> women, all of you listeners, feel that way, even though we don't think it consciously. We've in some ways, and I know I did think it consciously, I remember thinking men were from a different planet. I couldn't really, I grew up in a family of women, and um, I went to women's school um, for four years, and I just just absolutely felt like so uncomfortable on some level with men. Now, I didn't see it exactly like I'm seeing it here, but I, I'm now like resonating, and I'm sure some of you could resonate where there are times in your life where it, you felt awkward around men, instead of them just being people like your buddies, your girlfriends, or, you know, if we're talking the opposite and they're men listening to the show, the symbols would just be opposite. So I, I don't want any men listening to the show thinking that it has to be just man and women. Because if you're a man and your symbol is a female and it's two-dimensional, it's because as males you were in lifetimes where the female was more belonging than a real person. The female was so limited about what she could do. She couldn't go out and hunt with you or she couldn't go out and gamble with you or she couldn't go out and, you know, do the farming with you, whatever. Um, so in some ways, for, for the males listening to the show, the female would also be two-dimensional because there were so many societies where there wasn't the kind of connection that we think of, which we desire and even witness, we see and have experienced in, in different ways. So what we're doing is we're getting rid of the old viewpoints, the old approaches that the, the opposite sex is more two-dimensional, someone that is not really uh, 
we can't really be vulnerable with, we can't really open our hearts to, we can't really share with because they don't understand uh, the various things that they would never understand. That's the belief system. They wouldn't understand our spiritual side or the a hobby that we have or our deepest uh, feelings. Oh, my gosh, I'm just getting a hit on some real-life couple. And I'm not going to say their names. They're celebrities, so I'm just not going to say their names. But I, I want us to all release that holding back and and the, all the and all the reasons the misunderstandings that we hold back and we don't move forward to share fully we don't move uh we don't move into that connected relationship because if we're carrying this pattern we would draw in a male that would also carry a similar pattern and we'd fit together and so neither one of us would would most likely step forward to bring a a three-dimensional quality to the relationship. So I want everybody to release that all of this two-dimensional qualities, and and we probably even see women, other women, two-dimensionally because we have some lives. If we were women, that that we took on the dominant male theme because you know women are good for one thing, you know, to be the concubine, or women are good for one thing, just to bear my babies. So we might also take on the beliefs of the men or in you know in reverse um you know the males would also take on the the belief that they were only good for fighting wars or only good for fathering children or only good for doing the the heavy labor or whatever so we want to release all of these misconceptions we have about ourselves and about the opposite sex and even about our own sex. We want to release all the limitations, and this is so interesting. I've literally never done this kind of thing before. Thank you, Karen. This is really important. The limited viewpoints we have about ourselves, we have about the uh, the same sex, people who are of our same sex, and people who are opposite sex. And I really want to let go. I want everyone to release that all of those beliefs, the two-dimensional viewpoint of it. Well, this, they're just my meal ticket. That That's a belief we might carry, where we just see a person, not as a whole person, but just, hey, there's my meal ticket. So I really want us to release all of these very old, very uh, entrenched kind of limited beliefs we have about each other and ourselves. It is related to our sex. We aren't equal in whatever way. There's lack of equality here. There's lack of um, there's lack of there's a I just feel this complete and utter doubt that someone else can be whole can can have that three dimensional quality. So I want all of that doubt. And we probably doubt ourselves that we can't be that way. So we want to release all that doubt about the the beauty and the 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 we want to release the viewpoint, the beliefs and the viewpoints and the way that we see ourselves and others, all the limitations that we put on ourselves and others. 
And uh, I just, it's such a good, I'm seeing a lot of releases, guys. Everybody is working on it. The whole space, and I didn't mention it for the the first healing, but I'm seeing it just tons of tons and tons. Wow, this is just touching something very deep. Thank you, thank you, Karen. I will focus on you in a second. I just, I'm so, it's just so huge. I mean, you're definitely doing it, but so is everybody else. This is, a, we've just touched off a huge belief system that I've never directly worked on before. It's really powerful. Thank you. Leave it to you, Karen, to bring this to my attention. Um, I do want to get to you and your specific problem, but this is certainly a, uh, all of this, releasing the, the, the belief systems and the misunderstandings that we have about others is a huge step forward to taking in an expanded viewpoint. Because as I said, every belief system creates a cap, and that's as far as we can see. So we want to release the, the, the viewpoint first, which is, I'm sure why the higher selves led me to do this very general but very deep kind of triggering all of these belief systems that we carry so that when we move to Karen directly about this specific specific situation that we um that she has she can move into the higher viewpoints. Now, I'm also seeing though that we need to release in general the focus on There is the one. Now, we all know that, the, the you know, people talk about soulmates. We know people talk about, you know, we're looking for the one, the one that I can be the rest of my life, and the one, the one, the one. And we've all heard it. It's in the movies. It's in books. It's, it's everywhere. And when the one that you think is the one doesn't work out, then we move into that state of despair, that state of frustration, that's state of self-blame often. And so I want everyone to begin to release the whole idea of the one, whatever you want to label it. And Karen, this is important to you too, because it's what it, what it, um, and the, and the blame and the, and the confusion, there's confusion too, when it doesn't work out, because when you feel something is so right, and it doesn't work out, then there's confusion. And that's when self-blame can come into play. That's where, um, you know, you, we're constantly focusing on it because we're trying to understand it. So I want all of that to be let go of. Um, the, the truth of the matter is that there, there isn't the one. It's that at the soul level, sometimes we do have lives where we choose one person, and that that is what the the situation or the conditions in that life was. However, there are many lives where we choose multiple people because we have multiple steps, multiple learning curves, multiple uh, things we want to heal within the soul. So we might choose a series of ones a series of people that are going to help us open and help us expand, help us heal, help us balance. And so the the whole concept of one according to higher selves is really an erroneous one, but but in a lot of the older lifetimes there would only be one because you know we we could be somewhere where there aren't uh you know low population, there aren't much choice or maybe we're the parents 
chose the one and we're stuck with it. That's That was our lot in life. There have been so many times where there has only been one, plus where we died young. <laughs> we died in our 20s, 30s, 40s, and so there wasn't time necessarily in many of those for other partners. Uh, or it was taboo. There's many cultures where it would have been taboo. And so the this this has grown and the belief systems about the one has grown. My the other aspect of it, and I want everyone, people are releasing this whole belief. I'm watching it come out, moving into this beautiful light. It's all being neutralized and absorbed into the light, but there's so much flowing here, it's just amazing. There's another element about Oh, shoot, now I just lost that. Gosh. Well, this wasn't it, but this popped in. Um, okay, the when we focus on the one that didn't work out, we, we do lock ourselves in. Uh, our focus becomes on the past, and we do get stuck there. And so the... Um, so we want to release the focus on the past. And I'm talking to the choir here. I know everyone knows that focusing on the past is something in what, however direction we do it. Like sometimes if we've had very difficult upbringing, we can move into our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s and still focus on our terrible parents. Wherever we're focusing on the past, it does hold us prisoner. So we want to... Um, we want very much to release the focus on the past. And instead of um, blaming the past or idealizing the past or whatever we might be doing with the past, we move into releasing whatever presented itself in the past, appreciating whatever it was, and and moving forward. Because maybe that stuck quality is um, related to you know, it's keeping you limited. And so, but it could be, you need to learn something from the past. And that's what I think we're going to move into with Karen. Now, the, okay. The situation with the guy, I'm not getting any specifics, but there is a, uh, there is a, You know what? I it because I'm on the radio, I don't have the, I, I can't be not talking and for enough time to fully grasp what I'm getting. So, I have to just keep talking because it's the radio, right? <laughs> um when I'm doing a private session, it's a little different. If I need to pause for a minute, I can pause for a minute, but here I can't because people would tune in and they will, yeah, I don't want this it's nothing on there. So, I'm I'm not getting it fully, Karen, and I'm sorry, but there, the, I do sense strongly that you have been with this man before, and I sense that there was a co-creation here. There was something that was to uh, happen between the two of you, and I feel like he walked away uh, from that, that co-creation, which is possible. Even if you co-create, if you decide when you're here at the soul level, it wouldn't be a conscious decision, I don't think, on his part, that for some reason um, 
usually it means that he's forgiven himself on some level or there are different reasons where people can walk away from their co-creation and I'm not going to go into a big thing, but it feels as if he and you do have a lot of connection. Um, Okay, now it's beginning to come. There was an opportunity to heal uh, uh, abandonment because I do feel this pattern where he left you for whatever reason in other lives. It has there have been other lives where he's left you and it was an opportunity to heal this abandonment. The opportunity is gone. And the, the, I'm not getting all the details again, but the sense that I have is that it really, I think what you need to let go of or what you need to neutralize is the sense of abandonment. Um, you are such a lovely person. There are many out there who probably have since 40 years and will still, they, that will love you and care about you and you will have a whole and complete relationship. But I want you to release this whole idea of being abandoned. What happened was you guys came in, I think, to heal it and it didn't work. You know, you both got caught up in the old patterns and it just re-manifested itself, the same pattern. But you are very tuned in, so to speak, and you felt that deep caring and love for each other because it's there. You wouldn't have co-created something if it weren't there. But I, and maybe the actual plan was that he would abandon you so that you could work on it. I don't know. But it does feel like there was a reason for him to come into your life. It was based on caring, deep, deep caring for one another that's timeless. I mean, it's not just this life. And I would encourage, even though I'm not getting it fully, that you release feelings of abandonment, feelings of any blame you might have or any confusion you have about it, um, because it that might help you move away from the focus on him or, you know, the t- you say you talk about him, you write about him and all of that. And uh, I, I have something to say about that down at, at the end of the, after the healing. But I want you to let go of the feelings of abandonment, the feelings of confusion, the feelings of misgiving and even blame. Um, and, oh, also the idea that he was using you. Because that's not the way it was. It might have appeared to be that way on the surface. But whatever happened, he has his own coping mechanisms, his own defense mechanisms, his own way of getting through life. And I don't know what they are, but some of them I feel could be interpreted as he was using you. I think there was, I know there was genuine caring on his part, but it everything got triggered off for him. And, you know, maybe there were lives where, there was so much pain involved with some issues with you, you know, whatever it was. He couldn't take it, you know, it, it was triggered off as you got really close. And so he felt so much pain, he had to run away from it. I mean, I don't know, but that's just a potential scenario. But I don't think for a second this man was trying to use you. I think he was just struggling with his own inner demon, so to speak, that he wasn't conscious of, He 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 didn't have the self-awareness or, you know, he didn't move into a seek and search pattern trying to figure out what was going on with him. I do think that he had regret when he left. 
and um, deep regret, but he really just didn't know what else to do. Now, I don't know any of the story, but I just want you to release anything, uh, any belief that maybe he was using you, maybe he, because we, we, if we hold on to that, it's like holding on to a victim pattern. So I want you to release any of that stuff, that, that you were a victim and that he used you, that he manipulated, whatever you said that other people said about him, please let that go. I don't want you to release, to hold on to any kind of victim pattern because you aren't a victim. None of us are. It is the energetics that lead us around by the nose, and we just need to release those. We need to release those energetics and move into being our own directing identity. And that's exactly what I want you to do and what I see that you will be doing. So, again, begin to release all of that stuff. Whoa. And you're doing good, too. And everybody else around all the listeners, please also release all those energetics that you might carry related to these issues. Many of them will not be in your conscious mind. They'll be there for many, many lifetimes. Even if you don't have it in the conscious mind, please let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Because we all have something of everything. Because we've had so many lives that we've been exposed to virtually everything. We all carry different degrees, different uh approaches, different ways it plays out in our lives, but we have a little bit of everything, so everybody release this. Okay. And now what I'm seeing um, in the symbol for you, Karen, is I am seeing actually that two-dimensional male figure become more whole, ah, become more three-dimensional. It looks now like a an actual, instead of just a flat screen or a of a man, it looks very three-dimensional. Three and um, I want you to release, too, any negative feelings you have about men in general, known and unknown, um, whatever, big things, little things, whatever you can come up with. Men are weak. Men are arrogant. Men are uh, selfish. Men are whatever you might think about men in general or most men, or many men, uh, any kind of negative thing that you might think, because what I want to do is I want to shift the coloring in this picture. And so I'm asking that you, and you're also re releasing the same beliefs about yourself, whatever they are, um, you know, whatever the fears are, whatever the, the doubts are, whatever you might think about yourself and about the guy, uh, about men in general, I want all of that to be released. And I'm seeing a lot of uh, a lot of this, you know, old stuff um, being let go of. I'm seeing a lot of old stuff being released, and the the now the whole man is now lightening up. He was kind of dark, it was kind of a dark gray, and I didn't want him to be dark gray. I wanted him to be not only three dimensional but colorful, you know, exciting. Uh, you know, just filled with all that, you know, to be representative of all that any individual can be, let alone a man. And so I want, you know, I want you to just continue to release. And I see, and I'm calling in now divine, uh, divine wholeness, divine love, divine forgiveness, divine, uh, the divine yes. 
And with that divine yes, I see the man actually filling out with, it's as if his gifts and talents are blossoming. There's a lot of color here. And um, there's a lot of strength. And there's a sense of self-love here. And there's a sense of self-worth and self-understanding. So that that really feels good to me, that this man now is becoming very whole, standing on the the hub with you. And so now I want to focus on you, and I want you to continue to release any limiters that you put on yourself, any disbeliefs or self-doubt, any of that stuff. I want you to let go of all of it. I'm calling in the divine um, totality aspect for you. Because you are unlimited. We all are. I want that divine totality to just fill the body and empower all that you are, all that you're carrying. And this is what I see happening. It's as if now you flesh and blood, you're filling out in the same way the man did. And you're really looking like two rainbows. <laughs> of people standing on the rainbow bridge. And they're not, it's not exactly the rainbows not exactly rainbow colors there's just it's just vibrancy there's a vibrancy here vibrancy here and i want to call on um divine re rejuvenation just to and divine revitalization to bring in that energy of who you are uh the clarity divine clarity of vision and expanded perception And I'm just checking on everybody else around the rim. And it was so interesting because when I started looking at them, quite a few people like stepped back like, oh, oh, okay. You know, the healing must be over because they were really into it. I saw a lot of people on the rim really into the healing. And I just want to say you can continue to release. You can continue to let go of all this stuff in the light. And everybody, we want everyone to pull in that divine uh Yes, the divine self-love, self-acceptance, the totality aspect, all that was happening with Karen, we want to happen on everybody in the rim, on the rim, so that this healing is really permeates and helps every soul. And I am actually seeing a lot of souls who've laid aside the body, who are here, they aren't standing on the rim. I see them as um, observing a lot of souls that are uh, out of body currently are observing, and I, maybe they're taking in the energy, I don't know, but it's a very uh, peaceful kind of feeling. The, the souls that are here are very interested and very, uh, their loved ones, uh, maybe it's the loved ones that died in this, some of the scenarios. I'm trying to see if the guy that you were talking about, if he's here. The sense I'm getting is that he's not here because he's not really, he's still processing. Um, he's still processing uh, on the other side. And, but I feel, I, I get the sense of good wishes. So, you know, there's something here, but he's not ready to, um, he's still in process, the adjustment period that, that we go through when we move into the heavens, the human kingdom heavens. So in any case, um, it just 
feels good because I don't normally see that, but I think it's because many of us were dealing with the loss of past love, the unrequited loves, the ones that got taken from us. And many of them have laid aside the body. Um, and so they are, they just came in to feel the energy, I think, and to observe and to be supportive or whatever. I'm not sure, but they're here. So, okay, guys. Um, I do see the forever now moment being closed. The higher self, they're enclosing not only Karen, but all the people on the rim with the cocoon energy. And with that, I think we're done. Now, time is it? Okay, we have time. So, Karen, I'm going to put you back on mic and see how you're doing. Are you okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I, I I just wanted to clarify that he didn't leave me. I left him. Just uh, Oh, okay. You know, um, well, that, that's okay. That's okay. But it's, band- but, but it's because I, I felt like he betrayed me, and I guess that would be a sense of abandonment as well well i did feel betrayal in there i didn't say it but i definitely felt betrayal and i think you guys have have traded off you know there's been so many misunderstandings about your relationships that that you you've you both came in to get a healing so it's almost immaterial who left who and who betrayed who because it's it's been a pattern i think that's been there and that's why you came in to heal it and it just repeated itself so um so I'm sorry I didn't, whatever, but uh, it, that I didn't get it exactly in this lifetime. But it was such a pattern that you two were, you know, trying to heal. doesn't mean you can't heal just because he's laid aside the body. You can still heal it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I did want to just say the thing that I mentioned that I wanted to say. You said to to me in that email, you said two different psychics and healers have mentioned that I have issues because there are things I need to say or teach or write or something. And then you wrote, but what exactly? And then I thought you answered your own question when you said, even after all these years, this man is a source of contention I've thought, written, and talked about ad infinitum. So it occurred to me that you can maybe start the writing with that because it's really an issue that is timeless and universal. Uh, what issue? I mean, the, the, what are you talking the, about? about the guy. But now because you said he's you didn't know what to write about but then you say but you've thought written and talked about this guy ad infinitum in this 40 years right. so that that's why i'm thinking um you could start there for the writing oh well, i wrote a whole blog for months that lasted for months about him okay it was on the internet and then because i thought that's where i need to start you know, and it was very inspired and very, you know, close to my heart. And then I wrote it, and then I didn't know what to do with it. I mean, I didn't feel 
like expanding. I don't. I just didn't know what to do with it. You know, okay. it was like I put it out there and people responded, and then, but it wasn't a full book. It would have been like a novella, I suppose. But um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> a telenovela. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. That's what a friend of mine kept calling it because she's from uh, South America. So. Oh, that's cute. Well, yeah. okay, so you already had that idea. That's fine. Um, but I just thought it was interesting because you – but you did actually do it, which is great. Um, but it didn't lead you anywhere, you're saying. It didn't kind of – Yeah, and I don't know if I just didn't – I don't know. I mean, it just leaves – it still leaves me kind of – I don't feel like it's complete, like it's over, like, oh, I got it out of my system and – you know, which I was hoping something like that might happen too. But well, releasing these energetics about it now, since I didn't get the betrayal thing, or I did actually think it, but I didn't say it. When you listen to it again, pause it and then do all the betrayal thing. We want to just make okay. sure that anything and everything um, that you're carrying, because it's it's related to this guy for a long time. So I yeah. want to get rid of it so that. You know, as much as you can. And you did release a lot. I really saw the both of you becoming more, as I said, more three dimensional, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. more tapping into the the totality aspect, the, all of the that you are. Because the more we release belief systems and mis- misconceptions and misinterpretations, the more expanded we can become. It's, it's true for all of us. So I did see a lot of that going on. So hopefully that will help you work through some of this stuff with this guy. You know. And what what you said about the two-dimensional uh ideas we have and the you know which to me is like the role becomes what we're used to thinking about instead of the actual three-dimensional person. I thought it was brilliant because I hadn't heard it uh, stated quite like that. I had either. I thought it was brilliant too. Thank you very much, Higher Self. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're right. Oh my God. We we often see people two dimensionally and even ourselves. So, again, Karen, I really appreciate that you. You know, people come to me and they think, "Oh, should I really ask her?" That just seems so, whatever. And look what happens. It unfolds something really. Okay. Yeah, really important, and I think really uh, useful in your work as well. So Exactly, because once it comes up, it's like, you know, we hear a new word for the first time or we meet somebody for the first time, and then it keeps coming. We keep seeing it. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens, you know. It opens up something, and oh, oh, my gosh, you know, I'll, I might run into this. I actually ran into something similar with my daughter, but it didn't lead me this way. Um, uh-huh. She she saw men in her life as stick figures, not even two-dimensional. Oh, just, wow. <laughs> so anyway, I worked on that, and then she met the guy that she's now marrying, so it, it worked. But the whole wow. two-dimensional thing did not come up in this way for that. So, mm-hmm. um, But I just thought it was so important. I'm so glad it's now out on the radio, and hopefully when we write the blurb, because I didn't advertise the show was going to be about that, about, you know, love relationships or anything. Um, 
so important. I mean, yeah, really. I think I think so many of us are stuck there without knowing it, you know, because we were brought up that way and our mothers or whoever, you know, had that same attitude. Yeah. I mean, I know someone whose mother really struggled in life and the father left her and all that and her whole attitude about relationships with somebody who had money to take care of her. And so children grew up feeling that too, her her daughters. Mm -hmm. And, you yep. know, it just, it just starts really at a young age. And, you know, intellectually they would say, nah, you know, that's not really what I think. But, in fact, it's been so ingrained so that they, they end up bringing in the wealthy guy and they have no real relationship with him. They just put up with him because they're the breadwinner, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> just really, there's so much of this. It's a huge ta- It's a huge topic. It is. So anyway, girl. Well, thank you so so much. Thank you again and again. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you, thank you too, because it really helps me. um, You know, keep me posted. Any kind of shift, any kind of freak out, any kind of whatever. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay, (laughs) you got it. Uh, Or any other request for another healing? You know, I really try to encourage people because. This is the kind of, you know, you said in your email, well, finances and love life, what else is new? You know, because you know I've worked on it. But here we got to both areas. We got some really good stuff. Absolutely. So that's the opportunity that even the most commonplace, or you might think, oh, she wouldn't want to do a healing on that, you know. Or it's too general. Or it's too general or something. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's just not it at all. I really invite people. So I'm just, I'm going to just give my email address. It's Janet at JanetRichmond.com. So please email me. (laughs) Please, please, please. Okay, lady. Okay, Janet. Have Have a a wonderful rest of the week. Yeah, you too. You too. And um, again, you know, keep me posted. Okay. All right. Thank you. Again. I love you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, everybody. Um, thank you again, all the listeners, for sharing your energy, sharing your ideas, sharing your help, um, just sharing this road with me. We help each other, as you see. Karen wrote and said, Oh, you know, what else? Finances and mate, you know, feeling. Silly, perhaps, to, as we were just saying, silly to request. And look what happened. Some major good stuff came up for everybody. And so there isn't anything that's too general, too silly, too, you know, to anything, too out there. If I'm out there healing the planet, guys, there just isn't anything you guys could bring me. I mean, how many years ago someone came to me, she's paranoid schizophrenic, and that what came out of it, I wasn't doing it on the radio at that time. I just did sessions with it. It was so fascinating. She's a whole chapter in my book, my second book. So I didn't know. I've never healed anybody with a mental illness, and she's not completely healed, but there was enough progress. I mean, and the information that came out was so amazing. You just, there isn't anything. There isn't anything 
too weird or out there. If you're willing to have it on air, I take, you know, I can make up a fake name if you don't want your name to be given out. I can do anything to keep your identity safe. Um, I just encourage you. It's a real opportunity for both of us. It's a real opportunity for both of us. So with that, I'm going to end the show. I'll be back next week. I don't know yet what what I'm going to be. Oh, yes, I do know what I'm going to be doing next week. I actually have a healing on someone, and I also have, I'm going to do another healing on the planet. I think on pollution this time, because it was a request. Somebody wrote in and said, can you work on the oil spills? So I know the higher self, they're not going to want just one oil spill, they're going to have me address the whole idea of pollution. What's going to happen? I have no idea, but next week should be interesting too. And there will also be a healing on on an individual. I just can't think for the nanosecond uh, what the issue is, so I'm not going to um, mention it. But anyway, I really love all of you. I really appreciate all of you. And I want to thank each and every one of you. Please, Send me an email. I know it takes time out of your day, but send me an email and with anything, and I will respond. Okay? All right, guys. Until next week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices. Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.